Good morning, East Ridge Church family. Happy Sunday. So glad that you're joining us this morning. We're going to worship the Lord together once again in my living room. So happy that you could join us. Um, let's worship the Lord together, okay?
us. And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? Oh, nothing can stand against you, Lord.
goodness to us. I thank you for the joy that you can bring to us every morning, the peace that you bring that passes all understanding. Thank you, God, that you never change, that you are steadfast, that you are true. Even when everything around us is shifting around, that you are our rock, that you are our stronghold, our tower. Lord, we love you and we give you praise. We give you thanks. You alone deserve all the glory. We worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, friends, this is the time in the service when normally we would be having our connect time. We can't be with you physically, so why don't you pause, grab a cup of coffee, and we'll drink coffee together while we watch Pastor Doug um, bring the message this morning. Thanks. Good morning, Eastridge Church family. So glad that you could join us this morning. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're strong and healthy. Uh, I know that um, things continue to escalate and we continue to wonder what uh, tomorrow is going to hold, maybe even what uh, later today is going to hold, what new news is going to come across uh, the news feed and the social media. But um, I'm just so glad that you would take this time to uh, set aside and uh, worship together with us and to open your heart to the Word of God. I've got a great message that I want to present to you this morning. Um, I'm here at the church, as you can see, this uh, wall behind me, and uh, it's quiet and it's empty. And I can't wait until we can all be back here again together uh, to worship to get, uh, together and just to um, experience that, that community that we always talk so much about and is so valuable to us. I want to just continue to encourage you that even though many of you are, um, you know, you're hunkering down at home or you're spending a lot less time around people, uh, that you can continue to reach out and to engage uh, the, the lives of people. Um, you know, the world around us has never needed the church to be the church more than it does right now. Um, I, I want to just encourage you to pick up the phone, call somebody. Pray with them, not just for them, but pray with them. And uh, let's continue to do everything we can to be the church and to be uh, the community, the body of Christ that God has called us to be. Amen. 
well, I'm excited this morning. I want to just uh, continue to encourage you to lean into that daily 20, uh, making sure that you're spending time with Jesus uh, each day. Uh, spending time in his word, spending time in worship, bringing your prayers and your requests to him, and then spending time listening. Allow him to speak into your life. Uh, I want to I encourage you sometime during this week uh, to tune your attention to Psalm 112. That, that uh, passage of scripture for me this morning was a real encouragement and inspiration. So uh, mark that one down and come back to it later in the week. Spend some time. Uh, I'm actually going to reference it uh, in one of the other scriptures that, that I'm going to read for you this morning. Um, there's a reference back to Psalm 112, which is what took my attention there today. But I want to encourage you to, to spend some time there as well. Well, at the risk of you immediately tuning out this morning, maybe even reaching up and turning the video off, uh, I'm going to start with a principle of tithing this morning. You can see I've got a bunch of fruit and vegetable here on the table. And uh, I, I know that um, <clears throat> tithing is, uh, the, the idea of tithing, and whether it's an Old Testament principle or if it's also a New Testament principle, it's, it's one of the great debates. You know, it's oftentimes debated uh, as to whether or not we're supposed to incorporate the tithe into our lives today as a, a New Testament church. And I want to just put your mind at ease this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 23, we find Jesus addressing the Pharisees and he's condemning them for being meticulous about tithing on any little income. And so he, he condemns them for that. Um, and he says, listen, you are neglecting the more important issues. And he references justice, mercy, and faith. And he says, listen, you're, you know, you're doing so well on the tithe, but you have forgotten these things. He goes on in that passage, though, to encourage them that they should, in fact, tithe, but not to neglect, not to forget or give up the things that are most important. And so we see in the New Testament, Jesus references tithing. He encourages us to tithe. That principle is still real and relevant for us today. And uh, I think oftentimes what we do when we when we don't tithe is we say, well, I need everything. And we fail to recognize the source as God himself who gives us everything. Uh, Psalm 24 verse 1 says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and, and all of its people belong to him. You know, God gives us the ability to work, the ability to breathe the air that we breathe. And uh, he blesses us with good things. And this is, this is what we have, the blessing of God in our lives. It all belongs to him. We are just simply stewards of everything that, uh, that God has given us. What do you mean, Pastor Doug, by steward? Well, if you're not familiar with that word, stewardship, a steward is simply a, a manager. Uh, it, it's someone who is overseeing and taking care, the caretaker of the things that are entrusted to them. And uh, what's amazing about this little idea is uh, I want to just show you um, out of the, the ab abundant blessing that God gives us what a tenth looks like. I've already got this. Uh, this you're going to have to trust me that I put ten of each of these things in place here. And I just want to take a second. I want to I take out one tenth, one of each of these things, and show you really uh, that it's not, a, it's not a big thing. We oftentimes go, well, I, I need all that I have. I, I'm not sure I can manage with only 90%. But it's trusting God that he's already provided and he's not asking for something that he hasn't already given to us. He's just asking us to be obedient. So I'm just going to grab one of each of these and I'm just going to lay it over here and, and just kind of show you 
what a tenth looks like. Let's see, we got a we got an, uh, an orange. If I don't can't knock the whole thing down here, um, I got a potato, got an orange here, and uh, am I missing anything? Uh, oh, don't want to forget the mangoes. There they all go. It's all falling apart here. You know, when we when we separate out the tenth, I don't know if you can see this. Uh, it, it really is not. A lot that God is asking of us. And what's amazing, what's interesting to me is that um, oftentimes we, we, we go, yeah, but God, I need, I need that. I, I'm not sure I can do without that. And rather than just observing that everything we have is a blessing from God and that if we will entrust him to do what he is uh, encouraged and challenged in his word, that, that he will actually bless both what we give, he will multiply that and use it to expand his kingdom, and he will continue to pour out a blessing on us. The, the Old Testament reference to tithing says he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so large that we can't contain it. And we have to believe in this, this idea and this principle that God is our source. Okay, so I'm done with the tithing principle uh, this morning, uh, although I'm going to leave this here behind me as a, as a uh, just to, to remind us, but um, what I, what I want to talk to you today about is uh, another upside down kingdom principle, but the principle is not tithing, although we find it in scripture and I do believe that it's a New Testament principle. Uh, tithing is not the upside down kingdom principle that I want to challenge you with this morning. Uh, the principle that I want to challenge you with is much, much more than tithing. It's the principle of generosity. Uh, we find in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, Paul is on his third missionary journey and he's on his way back to Jerusalem, but he stops off and he calls the elders from the church in Ephesus. And uh, he's realizing that this may be his last opportunity to speak to those who are leading the church there in Ephesus, which has been a, a phenomenal church at helping to spread the gospel and to encourage uh, these missionary journeys and to establish new churches uh, all over the known world at that time. Paul stops uh, on his way back to Jerusalem. He stops and he calls the elders of the church. And one of the last things that he says to them is this. It's in Acts chapter uh, 20. Verse 35, Paul says to them, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I'm sure you're all familiar with that, that principle. You're familiar with those words. But this morning, I want to talk about the kingdom principle of generosity. Pastor Doug, you may, you may say, Pastor Doug, why, why generosity? Why in the midst of everything that's going on, why would you choose to talk about generosity? Because I believe that the world around us needs to see something different than what we're seeing in the world today. You know, um, fear, uncertainty, uh, the idea that, that the economy may be plummeting and tanking and that there may be uh, major repercussions uh, to this COVID uh, epidemic um, is causing a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. And what happens is, you know, those things cause us to do some pretty funny things, some interesting things. Uh, it's why we heard that in, in the United States, people were hoarding toilet paper. Like, what, what is that all about? Uh, but we, we, we begin to hoard. In fact, uh, Tasha and I, we went to the store knowing that this thing is continuing to escalate and we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know uh, what the government might decide. They might tell us, hey, stay home, stay put, you know, don't, don't go out. Uh, we just don't know. And in that uncertainty, of course, we go to the store like many of you probably did. 
and, and we begin to fill the basket, fill the cart with food because we, we want to take care of ourselves. We want to be able to take care of our family in case something happens, just in case we're taking those extra precautions. And I don't want you to hear me wrong this morning. There's nothing wrong with that. That's not a bad thing. But the tendency that we have when fear rises, when anxiety rises, and when we're concerned about the future is we take matters into our own hands and instead of trusting that God is going to continue to care for us, he's going to continue to provide for us and bless us. And when we do that, what, what happens when we turn inward is we begin to be more concerned about us and our needs and our family. And again, not a bad thing, but when we do that, we stop being concerned with the needs of the people around us. And that's where we, we start to look more like the world than we do uh, the kingdom of God. And I want to challenge us this morning that we have got to respond with love and generosity like we never have before. This is an opportunity for the church of Jesus Christ to shine, to love, and to live generously like we've never had the opportunity before. Would you pray with me before we jump into the word of God? God, we thank you for what you're doing, that you are a faithful and trustworthy God. And although we don't know, there's so much uncertainty around us right now. We thank you, God, that you can carry us right through these challenges, these struggles and the hardship that is all around us. And God, I don't want you to just carry us as your church through it. God, I want your church to shine in the midst of it. So God, I pray that today as you challenge us with your word, Lord, that you would help us to know how to do that, how to be a bright light, the bright light of Christ in the midst of a dark situation, a dark world. God, help us to shine the love of Jesus. Help us to live generously when everybody else is concerned only about themselves. God, help us to live in a way that will reflect your goodness, your generosity, and your love to the world around us. God, open our hearts to your word today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Hey, listen, I want to start by just talking about where this principle begins. I've already mentioned it when I talked about tithing, understanding the tithe, and understanding that God is our source. That's where this principle has to begin. If we don't see God as our source, it's going to be really difficult to live generously, especially when things get scary around us. And so, uh, as I mentioned before, Psalm 24 tells us that the earth is the Lord's. Everything in it, ourselves included, we belong to him. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to just read some verses to you that talk about him as our source. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting with verse 6, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will, uh, will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully, cheerful givers. That's what we are. That's what we're called to be. And God will generously provide. You see where it's coming from? It's from God. God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Do you hear that? God is generous with us so that we can be generous and share with others. 
Verse 9 says, as the scriptures say, and this is a reference to Psalm 112 that I encourage you to go to sometime this week. It says, as the scriptures say, they shall freely and they, they shall, excuse me, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Come on. That is the legacy that we should leave as a church. Our generosity should be remembered forever. We will be marked by how we live our lives. We will leave a legacy. What kind of legacy are you going to leave? Verse 10 says, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that, this is the invitation into the mission of God, we receive that enriching and the blessing of God so that you can always be generous. Come on. We are called as the church, as the body of Christ, not to live just unto ourselves, but to impact the world around us. And the way we live, our generosity will speak volumes to the world around us. And I want to ask you, I want to encourage you and challenge you. How are you living in these days? Has your anxiety turned your focus inward or are you still concerned about the people and the opportunities that God may want to use you to engage with in the world around you? I, I want to just uh, jump to the, the remainder of this principle of generosity. As I mentioned before, with the tithing principle, that it's a heart matter. Uh, this is it's not about the amount. We know from the widow's mites that this is not about a, a specific amount or even a percentage that we we know the tenth, the tithe is, is a reference to a tenth, one tenth. But this is really much more than that. It's about a heart issue. Where is your heart? Do you desire to be a blessing? Understanding that the blessing that God has given you is so that you can engage the mission of God and be a blessing to the world and the people around you. It's a heart issue. I, I want to read to you this morning. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn and read along, but I want to read to you from 1 John chapter 3. I want to read the very first verse of that chapter, and then I want to jump to verses 16 and following. Verse 1 tells us, see how very much our Father loves us. Come on, how many of you know that's reassuring in this time of uncertainty to know that we have a God who loves us, who sees us, who knows where we're at. He's for us and he has called us his children. That's what it says. See how very much our Father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. Come on. That's our identity. Is that what's shaping how you decide and how you act and how you live in the midst of uncertainty today? You are a child of God. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. It's time for us to be set apart, to be different from the world, to live and operate in this upside down kingdom that people would look at us and go, there is something unique about them. And that our attitudes, our actions, our generosity, all of the things that we've been talking about as, as it pertains to living in an upside down kingdom, that those things would be a reflection 
of God in us and through us to the world around us. They won't understand it because they don't know the God that we serve. But as we demonstrated, our hope, our prayer is that the light that we shine will draw them into relationship with God. Amen. So the remainder of this principle, then let's look to uh, verses 16 and following. I'm reading from the NIV version now. It says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. There was no greater uh, demonstration of generosity and love than what Christ did for us and what God did in giving his son for us. That's generous living by our God for you and for me. Christ laid his life down for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. This is how we know that we belong, what? To the truth and to the upside down kingdom. It, as we begin to live this way, we live out the love that we have seen demonstrated for us. And that love causes us to respond in generosity to the needs of the people around us. Three quick thoughts for you today. Number one. From this passage, from these verses, number one, we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and our sisters. Christ laid his life down for us. Incredible generosity. He gave of himself, not just in death, but in the way that he lived. He considered others greater than himself and gave of himself. We have to learn to do the same. If you're not living that way right now, I want to call you to begin to evaluate your life. How can I consider others better than myself? That's what we, we're encouraged with uh, from, from other parts of Scripture where it says, Look not only to your own interest, but to the interest of others. What's going on around you? I know it's really easy for us to turn our attention right now to our own needs and to get caught up with making sure that I'm okay, that my family's okay, that, that maybe those who are closest to me are okay. But what about those who have needs beyond that? Are we living to help them? Are we living to lay our lives down for the sake of others? Uh, secondly, if you have material possessions... Have pity on those who don't. Listen, this is what we tend to do. Oh, as we see a need, we go, okay, uh, I know that I've been blessed. And so, oh, <laughs> uh, how about a potato, right? I, I think I can give up a potato. And, and we give what's easy or we give maybe uh, not of what's valuable to me. Listen, if I'm going to give up what's most valuable, I'm going to be giving up, uh, you know, some peppers, some oranges, some apples, you know. The reality is sometimes, oftentimes, we're so concerned that we have enough for ourselves and our immediate family that, that we're not willing to give up the hard thing. Listen, don't offer a potato. Offer your best. Consider the needs of others above your own. 
I know that that's difficult to do. That's difficult for us to live out. But it's what God has called us to do. And that's what generosity looks like in our lives. Don't give away what's easy. Give away what's best. And watch how God will use it to bless and expand his kingdom. If you have material possessions, have pity on those who do not. Listen, there are people all around us who have great needs. There are people who are vulnerable in this time, whose needs are probably greater than your own needs. You might have the ability to hunker down and to, 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 you know, to uh, isolate yourself and to stay away from the threat of this virus, but there are others who don't have the ability to do that. How can we as a community of believers help those around us, those who are vulnerable, those who have great needs, especially in this difficult time? What's in your hands? What's in your house? Listen, the miracle of the disciples when when the 5,000 were fed, we always reference that Jesus fed the 5,000 and we know that it was Jesus who initiated that. But if you go back and you read the testimony of that miracle, we actually find that Jesus blessed the the loaves and the fish that they came to him with. There was the, the it was already impossible. There there was no way they were going to feed these people with the little bit of food that they had. Jesus blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples. But the miracle didn't happen until the disciples did with what they had in their hands now, blessed by God, began to give it and distribute it to more than 5,000. We know that that was just the men who were present. But as the disciples had faith to believe that as they would be generous with what God had put in their hands... That God would feed all of those people. Listen, what is in your hand? What is in your house that you can be generous with? There are people around you who have needs. Let's live generously. Amen. And then thirdly, don't just say what sounds nice. We are getting really good in this season right now to speak with, a, with sincerity about the, the needs and the issues and the concerns that are all around us. But listen, we can't just talk about it. We can't just say, oh man, I really wish that somebody would do something for them. We have to be the hands and the feet extended. The, uh, the, the body of Christ going and doing and being the church. Don't just say what is nice. Put, put those words, put the heart behind those words into action. That's what we're called to. It says, let us not love with words and speech, but with action and truth. What will you do today? What will you do this week to get beyond just the the words and to actually do something about the needs that are present around you. I believe that God wants to use us as a church. He wants to use you as an individual to make a difference, to shine the light of Christ in the midst of darkness all around us. He's invited us into this mission to live out the upside down kingdom principles where they are hugely lacking in our world today. Listen, I I came to realize something this week. Um, Every month, Tasha Uh, At the beginning of the month, she puts all of our tithe into our tithing envelopes that the church provides for you. And she marks it out every every week. So we come and we're engaging every week in this this action of generosity and actually just giving back the 10 percent that God has given everything that he's given to us. We give 10 percent back. 
And she sets these on my nightstand. And every week I, I, I grab these and I bring it to church with me. Well, in the last couple of weeks, there hasn't been anywhere to take them. And so I noticed this week that they're still sitting on my nightstand with nowhere to go. Uh, can I just encourage you to begin the practice of setting aside what you would normally do, those normal rhythms of giving? Would you set aside uh, your tithe? And then when we come together again, you'll be ready to continue in, in engaging. Listen, the building's empty right now, but that's not going to be the case. We are going to get past this thing and we're going to come together again and continue to, to gather and meet and do the ministry that God has called us to do. We want to encourage you to continue to engage in those natural rhythm, rhythms. Set an envelope aside. Put it somewhere where you'll remember to bring it when it's time to gather again. If, if you would prefer to continue to engage and, 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 and give it, we're going to provide the banking details. I know some of you, most of you have never actually taken your tithe or your offerings to the bank and deposited them. But we're going to provide the church information, banking details, so that if you would like to do that, you can actually go and do that. And what I want to tell you is that in response to this call to generosity, that anything that comes into our bank account through that deposit this week, so from Sunday to Sunday, anything that comes in this week, uh, we're going to take 20% of that and we're going to designate that to help the needs of the, the vulnerable people of our city. We're, we're actively looking for places that we can engage your generosity so that we as a church can be a blessing to our city and the people who need it most. I want to just invite you to pray with me now and let's ask God to help us to do what he's challenged us to do in his word. God, we again thank you for your word, for the power of your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. And God, I pray that today as we have taken some time to explore your word and look at this challenge, this upside down kingdom challenge of generosity and giving and loving and how we act it out in our lives. I pray, God, that you would help us. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would prompt us, that you would begin to show us, give us spiritual eyes to see where you want us to engage. God, not just our resources of finance, but other resources, our time, our energy, our love. God, I pray that, that you would help us to see how and where we can engage the needs of people around us. Lord, we know that you want to do miraculous things, that you want to continue to pour out your spirit and bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And Lord, that will not happen if we as a church, as if we as followers of Jesus don't let our light shine. God, you told us, you encouraged us that we were the light of the world to let our light so shine before men that they might see our good deeds and come to glorify our Father in heaven. God, would you help us to do that and do it well? Lord, let it not just be words, but God, I pray that we would know how to put it into action this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Listen, we love you. We believe in you. We pray that you are healthy and well. If, you're, if you have any prayer need, you know that you can send us an email or pick up the phone. We are available to you. Please don't hesitate to call us or call somebody else that is in our community of faith and ask them to pray with you. Let's continue to link our faith together and believe God to help carry us through this time. Amen. God bless. Have a great week.